As I greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you happy this morning? Uh, let's just bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we are about to read the Holy Scriptures. Dear God, there is an inspiration behind every verse. And this morning, help us to connect with the inspiration that you put there. Believers have come here, dear God, may you be gracious to them that their needs, however way they may be, may they be met this morning. Dear God, there is nothing that is beyond you. All things are possible to them that believe. This morning, we believe you, dear God. And Lord, we know that once we have believed you, we have done our part, you will do our part. Many are here, dear God, with various requests. But Heavenly Father, we want to commit every request to you, dear God. You know, Brother Arnold's child is not feeling well in Zimbabwe, but dear God, your hand can reach you there and do the miraculous. Satan, you are a liar. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. You have no right to torment that body. Uh, doctors can give you a fancy name, but it is a demon to us. And the only thing that we can do is to rebuke that demon in the name of Jesus Christ to leave that little body so that we can come back and glorify your name. Dear God, I am reporting for duty here. May you subject my thoughts to your will. That whatever has been spoken here, let it be edifying. I pray for every man, I pray for every woman that is here. Be gracious to them as we commit everything to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you richly. Uh, as we turn our Bibles, no people are traveling, some are on the road. May God undertake for them. Amen. I had brother. Mutlabi preached on the rapture last two weeks. Amen. And it was such a, a blessing indeed. Amen. I'm glad that you still preach on the rapture in this church. Amen. It is not by the way, but it is the way. Amen. See, because we live during a time where some believers, you have to nudge them and say, there's still rapture. Well, the prophet said we must live like it's coming any moment. Amen. How many still believe in the rapture? Amen. If you don't believe in, your rapture, in the rapture, then you are wasting your time. Because that is the end goal. Amen. Now, as we turn our Bibles to the book of where shall we start? There's just so much to speak about. Romans 8. Verse 30. Romans 8, verse 30. If you found it, you can say Amen. If it comes up there on the screen, it will even be much better. And then we can collectively read together. Amen. Uh, Romans 8, verse 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, 
Are you in church this morning? Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. So God this morning, he is not looking at you as the justified one or called one. He looks at you as the glorified one. So God does not look at the beginning. He sees your end. It doesn't matter what happens in between. God knows that it will pan out very well. Because he says, I know your expected end. Amen. When you get into the battle, God already sees victory. When you see the battle, you are engulfed by the battle, but God says it's a matter of time. You're going to win in this battle. Amen. Let's read Ephesians, the first chapter. Ephesians 1 from verse 1. Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. This is very profound. You, you know, when you get a man or a woman who knows who they are, not by the will of men, but by the will of God. Because when you know in whose will you operate, you know who to serve and to impress. Amen. I absolutely have no desire to impress any man. I want to impress God and God alone. And those that love God will be impressed by me impressing God. Are you still with me? But uh, what good is it if I can impress men and not impress God? Amen. I'm a believer by the will of God. Amen. You are a message believer by the will of God. If you can understand that, no one will alter the will of God. No demon will alter the will of God. Amen. Let's read it together. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. To the saints which are at Ephesus. This morning to the saints that are in Malatlin. And to the faithful in Christ Jesus. And to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you. Grace be to you. And peace. And peace. From, God, from God our Father. And from the Lord Jesus Christ. And from the Lord Jesus Christ. Not two gods, two offices of one God. Verse 3. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ? Folks, with all spiritual blessings, all as in all. We are, we are not leaving anything on the table. Amen. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. 
that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Are you reading this with confidence? Amen. Knowing that it speaks of you? Amen. Amen. Take your seats while we carry on. Amen. Now, this morning I just want us to speak on predestination. Predestination. Amen. Brother Brenham says it's a hard weight among a congregation of people because the way the moment you speak about predestination, uh, some believe that everything is predetermined. So what use is it if everything is determined? So, but we are going to get into the subject and understand. A few things that the prophet of God spoke. Amen. Now, in the message, the faith of Abraham is a quotation that I would like to open with this morning. The faith of Abraham, paragraph 19. Amen. Paragraph 19, the faith of Abraham. Amen. Brahm says, and predestination is a hard weight among a congregation of people because predestination really or foreknowledge is a better weight. So that means, Brahman says, when you say predestination, people find it very uncomfortable. They would rather have you say foreknowledge. Then it says predestination looks back to foreknowledge and foreknowledge looks on to destiny. Amen. If you can just bring my diagram, brother. Uh, Brahman says, predestination looks back to foreknowledge. Amen. Foreknowledge looks on to destiny. Are you still with me? Now, the, some people, as I said, some people feel that certain things are already predetermined. I'm already, I know you see that quotation already, where Brahman says the predestinated is the only one that's considered in redemption. Uh, hallelujah. Redemption is only for the predestinated ones. Now, somebody looks at that and says, is it really fair? Because I thought, for God so loved the world, that he gave only his begotten son. And later when you come and understand, Brother Brahm says, he did not die for the whole world. He died for his own. Amen. Amen. So that's why the gospel is not, a, we are not conversing for pity of the people that, look, he died in such a terrible manner, you had much better believe him. You don't believe in the Lord because you feel pity for the Lord. You believe in the Lord because you are of the Lord. Are you still with me? You don't believe in the message because you feel pity for the message. You believe in the message because you are of the message. Amen. These things they call of its own. Now, Brother Bradham says uh, predestination looks back to foreknowledge. And foreknowledge looks forward to destiny. Are you still with me? 
Amen. Just do something here. Amen. Are you still with me? Now, let's put it this way. The word foreknowledge, it means that you have, no, you have foreknown. There's a bit of an echo here, brothers. I don't know. I'm trying to fix it here, but amen. Now, the word foreknowledge, it means that you have known of things before they can happen. Are you still with me? But it doesn't mean that you, 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 you control them to happen in the way that they are happening. Let me give you an example, maybe. Uh, suppose you are, you are on a hill, and there is a road that is going around the hill. And as you are on the hill, you are looking downward, you see cars traveling towards the same direction. And there is a barrier line because the other car is overtaking, but it cannot see another car that is coming. You are able to see the car that is just around the bend, but these two cars cannot see the car that is coming. And you know, you can see that definitely there's going to be an accident because of your vantage point where you are. You have an advantage in terms of the view that you have. You are not the one that is causing the accident. You just know because of where you are that based on the decision that has been taken, an accident is about to happen. So God had a foreknowledge of certain things before they happen. But he doesn't make them to happen. They happen because he has given you a free moral agency. Are you still with me? So that means by foreknowledge, by foreknowledge, God knowing in advance, he knew that you were going to be a believer or not. Or let me put it this way. He chose you because he knew that you were going to choose him. He never chose you because he knew you were never going to choose him. Are you still with me, folks? I hope we are together here. Now, foreknowledge. So that means by foreknowledge, God knew your destiny. He knew what you were going to be based not on his decisions, but your own decisions. And on the basis of the decisions that you were going to take before you can take them, because he has given you a free moral agency. You are not going to go into heaven with a gunpoint. You go by choice. You are not going to go into hell by gunpoint. You go by choice. Are you still with me? This morning, there are people that are going to go to hell. And there are people that are going to go to heaven. And the choice is the person that is sit is of the person that is sitting on the chair this morning. Are you still with me? It is not God's choice; it's your choice. But the, the beauty about God, because He is infinite, He knew the end before the beginning. Your choices don't surprise God. He has already foreknown that you will choose the way you are choosing today. And on the basis that he has known what you will choose in 2019, somewhere before time began, on the basis of their decision, God made a decision that because he is going to choose me, I am choosing him now. I don't know whether we're together here. 
So God, and we are going to get into what God can control and what God cannot control. One thing that God cannot control is your choice. It's a free moral agency. But other things God can control. Now, then, because foreknowledge looks at destiny, God knew what you were going to be. Then predestination looks back at foreknowledge. So on the basis of what God knew what you were going to be, on that basis, then God chose you. Are you still with me? Now, somebody sitting there says, you say certain things God has got no power. Yes, and there are certain things that, have got, that God has got a power. What makes, what makes a believer uncomfortable or unhappy is when God saw your destiny, but you are not living according to your destiny. That's when you need to seek the will of the Lord. And say, God, what did you foresee about my life? What are the foolish decisions that I'm taking that make it difficult for me not to be in alignment with my destiny? Are you, are you still with me? Then God can help you that based on who you are supposed to be, then he will redirect your step. Sometimes he can move you into a new country. Sometimes he can move you into a new family. There is many things that God can do to drive you to your destiny. Are you still with me? If you are now, now, this is a very difficult subject because, and I would give you an analogy. If a teacher comes before students and maybe to the matriculants and say, next year, by this time, some of you will be at varsity and you'll be enjoying the campus life, uh, you'll be having lecturers, uh, and then he turns around and some of you, you will be sitting at home or you will come back to this school because you would have failed. Now, those that know that they are going to fail, they're going to be offended by the statement of the teacher. Even after, after this teaching, you will find them say, it's not fair. Why is the teacher speaking? But those that know that they fall in the first category, they already say, you, where are you going next year? Are you still with me? This morning, some are going to go to hell. Some are going to go to heaven. And those that are going to hell, they may say, but why are you saying like that? We have not come to church to hear that. But those that know they are going to heaven, already they say after the service, brother, who is the first person that you want to see when you get to heaven? Because me, I want to see so and so. Are you still with me, folks? Now, Brother Brenham is in the message, who is this Melchizedek? Just leave it as it is. Paragraph 116. He says, that's always been right. God vindicates it to be true. Show plainly, the predestinated is the only one that's considered in redemption. That, that's why you can't, you can't fool God. You can't say, I'm making God a favor by believing in God. You can't do that. When Jesus died, he knew exactly the people that he was dying for. And if somebody rejected, it was never meant for them. Did you, he says, did you get that? Let me say that again. 
The predestinated is the only one that's considered in redemption. People might be like, think they are, but the real redemption is those that are predestinated. Because the very word redeem means to bring back. Is that right? Redeem, the the, the redeem something, to redeem anything, is to bring it back to its original place. Hallelujah. So it's only the predestinated will be brought back because the others didn't come from there. See, bring back. So when, 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 when this pointer falls from this point and it falls there, and I say, brother, restore it back, where is he supposed to take it? Is he, if, if then he brings a cell phone, what is going to happen? not restoration. The very thing that went down must come back to its original place. But if it had never had the original place, there is no place to return it back to. So there are people that do not have the original place. And there are people that have the original place. And they fell out of the original place. And God put a restoration process to bring them back to their original place. Are you here, folks? So we, 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 are, we, are not str- we are not str- The whole world will not believe in God. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. But some will believe in God. Yes. Uh, look, if you are really preaching uh, for the Christmas, Christmas uh, gospel, it will never work. The gospel is for its own. Yes. Uh, are you still with me? Yes. Now, Just uh, take us to the next slide. I think this is where we're going to dwell for the most part of the service. Just slightly, a volume, Brother Mandla. Just slightly high here. Are you still with me? This is, I'm going to take you through that. In the message, question and answers. Because before I get there, maybe just bring... I think already you remember we've gone through this time, eternity. You still remember? Yes. Amen. Now, Brother Brenham, remember he said he was Elohim, then he emmoffed himself and became the Logos. Are you still with me? Yes. Then he says that the Logos, he says this is the form in which he was because this is the weight body that he was when Melchizedek met Abraham. Are you still with me? Then we spoke last time that in this state he could not die for us. And in this day, it state he could not die for us. Then he had to come into this state in order to die for us. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. Then I have shown that, and we are going to read a quotation, few quotations, because when he was Elohim, the prophet said he desired a fatherhood. Then that father, it was the Melchizedek. Because he says Melchizedek was not the son of God, but he was the father of the son of God. Are you still with me? Then you came from the thought and bypassed your theophany and came into the body of time. Now we are going to check this morning that when you read the message, you don't, take, you don't say when Brother Brown say you bypassed your theophany, then you go and punch in Oxford Dictionary 
and say, what is the meaning of the word bypass? It means you went around. Then that means I went around my theophany. We are going to get what is the meaning of the word bypass from a prophetic language. Come on, folks. Yes, I'm going to read quotation because Brother Rum says, when you die here, you go back into your theophany that you once lived in. Now, how, how would you have lived in something that you bypassed? Now, it means that there is a meaning, another meaning of bypass than the meaning that you get from Oxford. That's why I said we are not preaching English. We are preaching the heavenly language here. Are you still with me? You can't just take one word and look into the dictionary and say this is what he meant. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Now, the prophet of God says in question and answers, paragraph 78, he says, as I said in the morning, what you are somewhere else is what you reflect here. What you are here you are reflecting something that you are somewhere else. So this morning, what you are, because we are now in time, we are in flesh, ne? are we in flesh? What we are here, it's a reflection of what we are somewhere. He says, I said, what you are somewhere else is what you reflect here. What you are, what your terrestrial, celestial or terrestrial body is up on, what your celestial body is somewhere else, is what you are reflecting back here. In the spirit land, what you are is what you are here. Come, come with it, brother. What you are here is a reflection of what you are in the spirit land. Are you still with me? Spirit land, it means is that it is up outside this zone. Are you still with me? Now, here is, a problem, here is a challenge that I want to pose. When you find two people disagree, and you, maybe you say, let's have a meeting to make them agree. No matter how many meetings you have here, unless they agree in the spirit land, they will never agree here. That's why the bride of Jesus Christ will not become the part of the well council of churches because we are not being influenced from the same place. Because what we are here is influenced by what we are there. And unbeliever does not have a theophany. This I will repeat. And unbeliever does not have a theophany. It is only the believers that have a theophany. The angels of God are encamped around those who fear his name. Those angels is not Gabriel, uh, it is your theophany. There are angels this morning here that are encamping us. And those angels are our theophanies. Unbelievers do not have theophanies. Because if they had a theophany, they would believe the word of God. And actually this morning you didn't come to church. Your theophany brought you to church. Are you still with me? Uh, Folks, this fella doesn't care about church. Uh, Even now, as I'm preaching to you, he's having his own struggle, this one. He's a very wild person, this one. 
But the reason you are, you, are, you are governable, for a lack of a better way, the reason you are controllable is because there is another higher being that controls this wild being. Ah, come on, folks. Even the Holy, Holy of Holies person in the building today, they didn't want to be here. They are here because it's not their choice. In the morning, they had to kick the blanket. It was not this wild being that kicked the blanket. It was another higher being that said, look, we need to go to the house of the Lord. Now, Hey, but, but this is good. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is very good. Amen. We're going to check here. So you want to tell me that this morning I'm just reflecting something that is out there. Hmm? Amen. If that one has a song, this one does not have a choice. We'll have a song. Are you still with? The, 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 I will get surprised if somebody says, Hey, I'm tired of singing. I'm the only one singing. If my theophany sings, I'm going to sing. I don't care what you say because why? I'm responding to another call. Uh, have you ever gone to a, a church where they are very cultured uh, and you say, Hey, goodness, I'm just a, a stranger here. I a visitor. I'd much better behave. And as they are preaching there, everybody is there. Maybe it's a church of gentlemen. They are even folding their legs. They are busy writing and with some fingers there on the cheek, thinking that they are deep in thought. And the minister comes and preaches. Hallelujah. All of a sudden, while you are sitting there, you, you want to mirror the environment. You are as well folding your legs. You want to look like you are deep in thought. But all of a sudden, your theophany begins dancing. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. And the one that this guy is becoming noisy. It's not me noisy. The problem is that my theophany cannot be controlled by natural circumstances. If my theophany meets the way, I cannot be controllable. Hey. Ah, I've told you about this. Where a sister was the one that was waking alone in the house. And he told the brother, say, you, your amen are really embarrassing us in church. Because when you are saying amen, everybody looks at your direction. And say, no, my wife will behave. Say, if you don't behave, I'm not going to buy those shoes. And they came to church, and as they came, he was there trying to compose himself. Hallelujah. And he kept on looking at the wife, saying, look, I made my best behavior today. Ah, goodness, when the minister began to touch the golden nugget, and the theophany there was touched, and they began, they began to move and say, glory to God. The brother, they had him stand up and say, shoes or no shoes, glory be to God. Amen. Ah, brother, it's very dangerous. This theophany can cause trouble for you. 
some of us, I know, I, I, I used to be in corporate world. You are in a meeting, your manager says something. That sounds like the weight. That is profound. Instead of saying yes, sir, you say amen. So, uh, are you saying amen in a, in a boardroom? No, it's not me. My theophany connected with what you are saying. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, you. The influence of your theophany. It makes you stop at the red robot. You don't even see that it is open. Because you are saying, hallelujah, you are breaking into a soul. People say, ah, that one has lost his mind. No! Ah, there is my theophany. Are you still with me? What you are here reflects what you are in the spirit land. Amen. Now, let's come to this one. In the message, what is the attraction on the mountain? Amen. What is the attraction on the mountain? Paragraph 35. He says in this message, but in the midst of all of it, through every age, and every prophet that had been and would be there's going to be this we need to read it with me folks bring it back take it back read it with me it's a bible study this morning but in the midst of all of it through every age and every prophet that had been and would be there's going to be a certain amount of people That's predestinated to hear that message. And they will follow it. Those ignore the crowds. They ignore the criticism of the unbeliever. They have no argument with them. They've got one thing to do. That's to believe. That's believe. And to get every bit of it they can. Soak it in like Mary who sat at the feet of Jesus. So, do you see that there's going to be critics? There's going to be a crowd. But there are people that are predestinated not to be affected by the crowd. They will not be affected by the criticism of an unbeliever. Folks, we are going to be criticized. But thank God, predestination immunizes us from criticism. The more they criticize, is the more we take sides with Jesus. Uh, hallelujah. The more they, this message, folks, we were predestinated to hear this message. Uh, the ministry of Jesus, without Peter, it was incomplete. Hallelujah. The ministry of Jesus without Nathaniel, it was incomplete. They had to be there because why? They were a part of the vision. Today, the ministry of William Brenham, without me, it's incomplete. I don't know about you, but me, I, I am definitely sure. The ministry of Malachi 4 without me is incomplete. I had to be here 
and be part of this ministry because I was predestinated to be part of this ministry. And actually, furthermore, I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. I have to be here. Even if I can try my tantrums and leave, I'm going to come back. Hallelujah. If God needs to break my leg, he will break my leg. Oh, come on, folks. Me, I'm going to heaven. It's no longer my choice. It's a done deal already. Whether Satan hates me or not hate me, I'm going to heaven. I have a place in heaven. I am going there. If you still think you are going to heaven because you need to please, ah, then it's up to you. As we are going to heaven. It's a done deal. I already know where my seat is in heaven. Hallelujah. It's a matter of when, not if. If I go. No, when I go. Are you still with me? Amen. These quotations will just dwell on some that we have gone through before I move on to others. In the message, Why Cry Speak, paragraph 30. It says, you remember this quotation? Moses was born in this world and Moses was born in this world and a gifted boy. He was born to be a prophet. He a deliverer. He was born with the equipment born in him. In modern words, if you want to be friends with born, it's not a grammatical, it's to be innate, something that is born within you. Are you with me? He was born with the equipment born in him. As every man that comes into this world is born with this equipment. Then he comes, he says, I firmly believe in the full knowledge of God, the predestination. Come with my diagram there. Every man that is born, because born is, means you are born in time. Every man and woman that is born there is an equipment in them. Who put that equipment? God, before he allowed us to come into time, there was an equipment that he installed in us. Uh, hallelujah. Now, in this time, every man and woman is born with that equipment. Now, we are going to check what does that equipment do when it gets activated. Are you still with me? Now, in the message, brother, who is this Melchizedek? Somewhere where we are going. Paragraph 57. Who is this Melchizedek? He says, he speaks about God. He says, his first being was spirit. God's supernatural, all right, the great eternal. Secondly, second, he began to form himself towards flesh. Just remove it. His first, his first being was a spirit. Elohim is a spirit. Then, the secondly, he began to form himself towards flesh. In 
a theophany, then this is the second stage that as a spirit, then he began to form himself towards a theophany. Then the end result, he wanted to come into flesh. Are you still with me? He began to form himself towards flesh in a theophany. It's called the weight, a body. This then is the state he was in when he met Abraham. Who, what, who was he when he met Abraham? Melchizedek. Are you still with me? Melchizedek was there, but Jesus was not there. Melchizedek was not born, but Jesus was born. But your prophet now confuses Satan and says, that Melchizedek later became Jesus Christ. Are you still with me? Then it says Jesus was the son of God. And it says Melchizedek was not the son of God. He was the father of the son. Are you still with me? Then if you follow the, the moment you make, because when we say, when he came in this, brother, let say, when he was Elohim, he emoved himself and became the Logos. And it says in this form, he was in the form of the Son of God. He's not, he's not the Son of God. He was in the form of the Son of God. That is the creation of the office of sonship. But through that office, he was now coming down to become flesh. Because as this form, he could not die. As this form, he could not die. But as this form, he could die. As this, he was not a kinsman redeemer because we were here. As this, he was not a kinsman redeemer because we were here. That's why he had to be this to become a kinsman redeemer. Are you still with me? Then your prophet comes. Then he says, he, this is in the state, this is in the state that he was in when he met Abraham. Was called Melchizedek. He was in the form of Yophani. Hallelujah. Now we'll get to that and prove it to you. Now he says, but look, clearly makes it clear, you will never be the weight. You will never be the weight. Unless you were a thought at the beginning. When you are here, you will never be the weight. Unless you were a thought at the beginning. Are you still with me? Now it says, you can't be the weight unless you are a thought. You had to be in his thinking. This is the realm of his thinking. His thought is his mind. Fatherhood was his attributes in him. You had to be in his thinking. You, when you are here, you can never become the way unless you were a thought. Are you still with me? And if you were a thought, nothing will stop you here from becoming the way. Hallelujah. Now it says, but you see, in order to stand temptation, you had to bypass the theophany. You had to come down here in flesh to be tempted by sin. So in order for you to be tempted here, you had to bypass your theophany. Now, I have deliberately put it like that, like from a thought, then you came down and became flesh. 
from an attribute to flesh. And the prophet said, you bypassed your fear of God. I used to believe, and I used to think that bypassing, it means that from a thought, I bypassed my theophany, then here I was on earth. But with much reading, much reading helps. I say much reading helps. Hallelujah. Before I get there, brother, in the message, question and answers, paragraph 848. Question and answers. Paragraph 848, there's somewhere where we are going. I'm going to come back to bypass Theophan. It says, now, there you are. That's the way we are here. We come from a higher being. Do you believe that? In the beginning, we were in the image of God. This is not the image of God, it's the image of beast. The veil and the darkness keeps us from knowing it now. But Jesus told his disciples he was with them before the foundation of the world. See, we were. You can't know it now, but you was in the beginning. And if this earthly tabernacle be dissolved, we have one already waiting. Hallelujah. Then we move into this theophany, what we want. Where is it? Brother. You can't know it now, but you was in the beginning. And if this earthly tabernacle be dissolved, we have one already waiting. I need that quotation. We have one that is waiting. Are you still with me? Take it higher. He said, hallelujah. Then we move into this theophany. What we once lived. So we can eat and shake hands. Are you still with me? When we die, we go into the body that we once lived in. Now, here is the danger. The prophet says, you bypassed your theophany. Now, if you bypass something, how can you bypass it and yet you once lived in it? Then it tells you that bypassing is not your Oxford Dictionary. It is a prophetic language that now we need to make it understand. In the message, Brother Mu will make it clear. In the message, who is this Melchizedek? Paragraph 88. He says, then after you recognized The word of God was the eagle food. Then you left the other thing. You have then been formed into the image of the living God. You heard from your theophany. Come on, folks. That means he said thought, we bypassed our theophany and came into time. But when he is here, he said when we die, we go back into our theophany that we once lived in. Then I say there must be a meaning of what the word bypass me. Then he says, when you are here, there came a time when the word of God was presented to you. Then when you recognize the word to be the eagle's food, then you heard from your theophany. Then what does it mean? It means you were born here, but you were born without the influence of your theophany. Come on, folks. Brother Ram said Jesus never bypasses the orphanage. He says because he knew all things. 
Hallelujah. That means right from birth throughout, he was under the influence of his own theophany. But you, there was a time where you lost a connection with your theophany. And God sent the message at the right time. Because when you were disconnected, you lived any kind of life. But when a minister preached the gospel, then you left the other thing and recognized the word of God to be the eagle's food. Then, from that time, you heard from your theophany. Hallelujah. This morning, this morning, you are in alignment with your theophany. That's why it brought you to church. But there was a time where it could not take you to church. Why? Because you were disconnected. Bypassing means you are not in connection with your theophany. But today, thank be to God that through the message of the hour, we have been reconnected back to our theophany. So this morning, there is nothing that you can preach to me without my theophany getting involved. But your old Catholic priest used to preach for you, give you communion during the day, you had no problem. But today, no one will dare do that. Why? Because your theophany will tell you that, no, 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 no. We don't do things like this way. Thank God for the connection. Thank God for the connection. Are you still with me? Now, did he answer you? The message, question and answers on Genesis. Brother Abraham says, When God created me, William Brenham, I was before the foundation of the world. He made my being, my spirit. I wasn't conscious of anything as far as I know. But I was there. I don't believe you are getting it. Even now, I don't believe you are getting it. He says, I wasn't conscious of anything as far as I know, but I was there. But just a minute, Jesus told the disciples that he knew them before the foundation of the world. Bring my diagram. Jesus, when he was here in flesh, he meets Peter, John, James, and the rest of the disciples. He says, you guys, I was with you in eternity. Hallelujah. And when we were in eternity, you were rejoicing. Hallelujah. No wonder they kept on rejoicing here. Their rejoicing started in eternity. Hallelujah. Now he says, And Paul said here, that he chose us in him before the world began. Now, there was some part of me, Omen Neville, and the rest of you here that's in Christ Jesus before the world began. While you are sitting there on your chair, there is a part of you that was there before the world began. And it says, here is to my analysis of that. I think that the people today that are possessed with this spirit or the spirit. Uh, wait a minute. When I go there, I go for the quote sometime. They, I think that the people today that are possessed with this spirit, this spirit, Elohim, or this spirit, calm down. Just remove, remove slightly. 
Just remove this slightly. People that are possessed with this spirit or this spirit. Did you get it? Elohim Theophany. Bring the quotation. Today that are possessed with this spirit or the spirit, a part of this angelic beings, spirits which rotated off of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. What does it mean if something rotates off something? It means it is part of the very thing that it rotates off it. Look, look at the prophet folks. Understand the prophetic language. He, he, William Brenham had a difficulty in the end time. Because he, he says to you, anything that is created has a beginning and shall have an end. Are you still with me? But because we are living during a higher inspiration, he wants, he wants to say to you, there is a part of you that is not created. Hallelujah. Because if you can say your theophany is created, that means your theophany will have the beginning and will have an end. Then he comes and says, spirits which rotated of God, that never fell in the beginning and resisted to the devil's life in heaven. Folks, we resisted Satan, not here. In heaven. We say, Satan, you are a liar. We came into time. We say, Satan, we want to... Hey, folks, have you ever seen when you know a con man? Yeah? When a con man begins to operate among the people that he doesn't know. And you walk in. And a con man recognizes that you actually even know where he was born. He will not even finish his presentation. He will say, guys, we don't have run out of time. Why? Because you are making... It's true. Promise you know. If you find somebody that, that normally is Dr. Google and is busy sharing with people based on what he got from Google, not from medical school, and a real doctor walks in, then he begins to say, yeah, yes, the doctor is here. He <laughs> can't continue. So Satan, if today in many churches, he is free. He is preaching anyhow he likes. But let me tell you, once I know there was once a preacher, a woman that came from Kenya, and had come into our area. And this lady that stayed, uh, old lady that stayed in our street, invited me to church and said, we've got a visiting minister from Kenya. She, this woman, is, she's a powerful woman of God. Uh, and I said, okay, I'm coming with, because what the deal was that she, I will go, she, I'll go to her church, and she'll come to my church. So I went there, I walked in, then this woman preacher came, and she preached 20 minutes, and I wasn't hostile. I was just being very mellow, sweet, but she kept on looking at me. And some of you, you don't like it that I'm here. Okay, I was wondering in my mind that what happened to her kids? Did she have anything to eat if this woman is here? Who's taking care of the kids back home? But I think she and I connected in the spirit. And says, I know some of you don't like it when I'm here. I say, Satan, you know I have spotted you out. (laughs) Are you still with me? Come on, folks, you know what I'm talking about. There are certain places when you go to, and a minister just preaches, but the moment you walk in, then they began to say, they they began to be disoriented. Because why you have arrived. 
the spirit that rotated of God that knows the beginning of Satan is there. And in your heart you say, Satan, you are lying to these people. I know you once tried to lie to me there and I resisted you there and I will resist you here now. Uh, folks, the prince of Persia, which was a demon, a territorial demon, God, Daniel is praying. And as he prayed, then God says, uh, you, Gabriel, take down this answer to Daniel. Then Gabriel rushes with the message. On his way down, that demon called prince of Persia puts a roadblock. And say, you are not going anyway. What happened today? I believe that demon, remember that demon was an angel before the fall. I believe that demon knew that Michael, you and I, we used to sit together in heaven. You are not going anywhere with this message. Then the Bible says, then when Michael came, the demon knew the chart of authority. Knew that Gabriel was not Michael. I know in Mr. Second they are trying to say Gabriel was No. Michael is Christ. Gabriel was just an archangel. But when Michael came, that angel, that demon realized that no, no, we have to give a right of way. And the scripture says, at that day, Michael shall rise among his people. And today, where is Michael? Among his people. That means there is no demon that will stop a child of the living God. This one, I have to say it, maybe it will drop into somebody's heart. There is no demon that will stop a child of the living God. When the demon sees you, the demon doesn't see you, the demon sees Michael. Some of you think people hate you. They don't hate you. It's the demons in them that recognizes who is in you. Are, are you still with me? You, 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 you are higher than you think you are. And you will have haters. Those haters are the demons that fell there. That are habitating the people. They don't hate you. They hate what is in you. But folks, they will never stop what is in you. No matter how much you hate a butterfly, you will look at it as a caterpillar. But through the process, it will be a butterfly. It was ordained to be a butterfly. There are people in the church that are ordained to be according to their destiny. Uh, People hear me out. Jealousy will never stop your blessing. Witches will never stop your blessing. Nothing will stop your blessing. You were ordained to be blessed. Oh, I hope somebody. The problem is you people don't know who you are. You think you are moving from day to day by luck, by arrangement. It has nothing to do with that. You are there where you are supposed to be because the footsteps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. Oh, this makes me rejoice. This makes me rejoice. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, this morning, you, 
my heart, my chest cannot contain my heart. When I know that there are people here this morning, no matter what Satan does, he will never derail their plans. Hallelujah. People in church this morning that are invincible. Do you hear me? People that will walk out and Satan will try this and try that and he will run out of options. Because you keep on rising. You keep on rising. Why? You are a phoenix. Brother Bram said a phoenix is a rising star. I look at people in this church that God has taken them from where they used to be to where they are. And it boggles their mind that despite where God took them to, they still doubt. Hey, let me, you would have done as a, die as a tiny little baby in your mother's womb. Who protected you? Your mother gave birth to you. Who protected you? Today you are a big structured man. You doubt God. Let me just challenge you. If if they say the cost of living is rising, and everybody is looking at how I can flex the cost, I don't think that is, should be the mentality of the child of God. I believe a child of God should, God, how can you trouble my income? Oh, come on, folks. Eh? Are you going to dwindle because the, the enemy is making the economy shrink? Oh. Well, others say, hey, this big house is bigger. Let me move into a smaller house. That's when you say, hey, People are moving into smaller houses. Maybe big houses are now available for us, the children of God. I'm changing how you look at things. The, the problem we've got scarcity mentality. Amen. Are you still with me? Now, Brahman says in the message, the fish are home. Or maybe before you get there, yes. We are here, folks. The God that was there came down and was here in time. My favorite story is when he met the Samaritan woman. Listen to what your prophet says. Bring that quotation, brother. He says, but this little woman had nothing to present. She was as filthy, as dirty as she could be. But notice, way down in her, she's got a representation and equipment that she was born with. See, she was looking for this to be made flesh. Take it off. Take the quotation away. She was here. She had a representation. Brahman says all along she was looking for this to be made flesh. 
Hallelujah. Bring the quotation back. Listen, friend. If only if the only thing you've got is just intellectual learning, you get something different from that. You will never be able to get it unless you got representation. That's the reason I believe you come from the east and west and north, south, the way living made manifest. So it does not have anything to do with the intellectual conception. Paragraph 145, brother. He says, you become a new person after you have repented, new birth. Amen. Not just an old one patched up or by joining church or trying to turn a new page, but you are a complete brand new unit. God takes the old man and bends him completely out with the Holy Ghost and fire and calms himself and sends down your representation. Brother, take, take, take off just a sec, just take it off. He says, then the Lord himself comes. You are a brand new unit after new birth. Then the Lord himself comes down. He says, with your representation. You, you folks, you are looking at Sunset Mountain. You say, hey, there was a cloud. Remember when Jesus ascended, he was on a cloud. And later the prophet comes, the Bible says, we've got a cloud of witnesses. The cloud, he says, those were the Old Testament saints that formed that cloud as they were moving. In 1963, he came in a cloud. What made the cloud? God was coming with your representation, our theophanies on Sunset Mountain. Are you still with me? He says, no man can come to me except my father has drawn him. And all the father has given me will come to me. Are you still with me? Now, the prophet says, move, move it. Or before I get there, just bring this scripture, Romans 9, verse 1. Romans 9, verse 1. Let's read it together. I say the truth in Christ. I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. That I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were a curse from Christ for my brethren. My kinsmen according to the flesh. Who are Israelites? To whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenant and the giving of the law. And the service of God. And the promises. Who are the fathers? Whose are the fathers? 
and of whom as concerning the flesh Christ came. Who is over all? God blessed forever. Amen. Verse 6. Not as though the word of God has taken none of effect. For they are not all Israel which are of Israel. Paul says I've got a continual heaviness. I wish that my relatives could be leave. And if I had a choice, I would say, let me be a cast. Let my brethren come in. Even us sitting here, if you are a genuinely daughter of God or son of God, you wish that your relatives could be in church this morning. Some of them, you see them battling with drug addiction. They are struggling with alcoholism, all those sorts. And we say, goodness, if I could swap places, I'd rather have this guy believe in God. And I would be out there, maybe with my sense of judgment, I could navigate life much better. But it does not depend on our will. No one can come to him unless the Father draweth him. These were the people that were part of Israel. These were the people that even the flesh of Jesus emanated from their genealogy. But despite that, they still could not believe. First, neither because they are the seed of Abraham. Are they all children? But in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh. These are not the children of God. But the children of the promise are counted for the seed. For this is the word of promise. At this time will I come and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but when Rebecca also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac. Do you like reading the Bible? Let's read the Bible, folks. Verse 11. For the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, but that the, that the purpose of God according to election might stand. Not of works, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, The elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved. But Esau have I hated. This is before the children are born. They have not done anything wrong. But God says, I love Jacob. And I hate Esau. And as they were born, Jacob became a crook. Brother, a crook to the core. And Esau became a very good young man. That took care of his father's well-being. But God says, good, I don't like this good guy. I love this crook. Can you imagine? 
God says, I don't love, I don't love, I love the priest, but I love this prostitute. When grace is expressed, it breaks the protocol. Come on, for some of you, some of you this morning, you don't deserve to be in church. If we can really dig in your background. Even before we pass the judgment, we'll say, hey, let me just be excused. And there are good guys out there. They help the poor. They help the widow. They do so much. But God says, I don't like that guy. But you, brother Crook, you, sister Crook, I have loved you. Do you, manage, do you imagine the grass? So it, it means it's not what you do. Uh, hallelujah. It's not your works. Paul says, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Ah, brother. God, you, you can't pull a wool over God's eyes. He knew where you were going to be born. He knew your crooked ways. Nothing that you have ever done that amazed him. From right when you were young, the first lie that you told, God foreknew about it. Hallelujah. Things that you have done that even today, when you begin to think of them, you are ashamed. Come on, folks. You have thoughts that sometimes when they come to your mind, you battle and say, hey, but at least I was born again. It's like you draw the line there and say, from that time. But Satan from time to time say, you remember. You. You remember. But God know, knowing you are, uh, folks, God knows, some of you, even your husbands don't know you. Even your wives don't know you. Oh, come on, I'm talking here. There are thoughts that if it comes to your mind you say, thank God thoughts are not transmitted where everybody it had it happened, it would cost a World War Three. But, but every thought that comes to your mind, God knows and say, This is what you are thinking. Some of you just if we leave you one hour with your thoughts, they disqualify you in the economy of God. But God knowing everything about you. You are dark secret, everything. Even before you committed them, knowing them. He said, look, at the appointed time, this is my man. This is my woman. And Satan says, look, and this is before Satan was there. There was no committee, it was God alone. No human being. God could not influence by anything. He sat down and said, these are my attributes. They will be expressed at an appointed time. And at the right time, they will live a messy life. But there is mercy that will rewrite their lives. Ah, folks, then the time came when we are ashamed of our background from broken background, filthy background, like the Samaritan woman. And God at the right time, he said, come in. And at that meeting, we thought we were choosing him. But we realize that no, we were reflecting his choice before the foundation of the world. Ah, come on, folks. God knowing the end before the beginning. 
knowing sins that you will commit before you commit them. Amen. Knowing you are mess before it became a mess. Amen. And say, but this is my son. Amen. This is my daughter. Amen. And today here you are. And Satan, an accuser of the brethren, he goes before God and say, you remember brother Philip, my father? You remember where he was born? You remember what he did? And the devil says, Satan, you are again. Let us look at my son. And he looks as we've heard on Wednesday. He comes. He's looking at your red sins. Through the blood. Red through red. God becomes blind to your sin. He made himself blind to your sin. He says, Satan, I don't see anything. And the devil says, are you blind? Look at him. Sometimes he comes before God and says, You remember what he did? And he says, Satan, when? At such and such year, at such and such time, at such and such place. Lord, you remember because after he did, I came to report to you. And the Lord said, Let me remember. He's trying to remember. He says, Satan, I can't remember. And the devil says, Have you got a bad memory? God says, No, wait a minute. The only thing that I remember after you came. He came to the altar and said, Lord, I made a mistake. And I remember I forgave him. No wonder I don't remember. I took his sin and I threw it into the sea of forgetfulness. And he, and he says to Satan, stop fishing. Hallelujah. This morning, every believer has got the boldness to enter into the Holy of Holies. Boldness, knowing that whatever, everything that ever happened under the blood of Jesus Christ, it was forgiven. Ah, folks, not only forgiven, but justified. Brother, let me say, if I steal something today, and I come and confess it to you, and you forgive me, you still remember. And if I come to your house, you'll say, hey, we are not sure of him. Despite your forgiveness. But God does not remember. Folks, do you understand? If you were a drunkard, and you come and say, I ask for forgiveness from the child, I'm a drunkard. And somebody sees you walking past the beer hall, say, Brother Clement, he was almost close. But when you walk past it, even God does not remember you in that beer hall. I don't know whether, whether we're together here. Justified means you have never done it in the first place. Come on. Some of you, Satan, he follows you right into the message with the baggage that you used to have. And say, remember, remember. Right now I'm giving you a scriptural authority to tell Satan and say, Satan, it wasn't me. It was a mistaken identity. It was not me. Justified means you have never done it in the first place. So if I've never done it in the first place, why must I be guilty about it? Why must I be apologetic about it? Oh, folks, wait. That yoke has been broken. Are you here? Somebody will hear me. Your sins are forgiven. 
not only forgiven, but they are justified. Come on, as we are here, sometimes we sing, sometimes they sing, and you are rejoicing. Satan step onto your shoulder and say, not you, my guy. Others can do, but not you. It's about time you say, Satan, off my shoulder. It was not me. It was you. It was not you. It was the David. This morning you are a brand new unit. Hallelujah. Say, Satan, before the foundation of the world, God chose me. I say, this is me. So today, here you are. Because Satan wants to give an impression that you sort of took God by surprise and became a believer. And God knew. Have you ever seen when in a company they have hired the wrong guy? In some company we once hired a guy that claimed to have a driver's license. Goodness. He didn't know how to drive. Amen. And uh, right there, the employees that knew that the guy's license had issues. Hey, you should have seen them. Every morning they are around HR. Because they wanted the same position. So they are around the HR. I say, did you see he struggled to reverse today? Before they go to their desk. And the guy just realized, even before the HR could approach him, one morning he just dropped a resignation letter. That's what the devil wants to do to you. You come to church, he says, yeah, you remember. He thinks that, oh, next Sunday you will not have the energy to come to church. Ah, goodness, tell the devil that the judge is the same savior. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm closing here, folks. Imagine if you've got a very critical case that can send you to life imprisonment or death penalty. And you come on the day when you need to appear before the judge. And you are nervous because this is a very severe felony. It's a very severe case. You come in as you are coming in, maybe chained. As you walk in, then you have a briefing with the attorney. And the attorney says, look, you don't need to talk. I will talk for you. You just be there, I will talk for you. Don't be nervous, don't worry. Then as you walk into the court, then you find that the attorney is the same judge. Ah, me, I will rejoice even before the hearing starts. (laughs) Uh, How many will rejoice? Ah, you look at your accusers and say, you don't know. I had a briefing with the judge. He has already told me the case will be dismissed. Ah, let me stop here. God bless you, Rishi. How many love this predestination? Ah, God is wonderful. Do you see, even our songs are not enough. Just to praise him for what he is. As we stand to our feet.
as musicians come. I think we, we just need to say, oh, love of God. How many are the beneficiaries of that love? For us to be worthy to preach these things. Amen. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. And the guilty pair bowed down with care and God gave his son to win his erring child he reconciled and pardoned from his sin. I'm a witness that this is not just a lip service. It is the reality of the matter. As we sing it, O love of God. One more time. 
How many witnesses are in the building?
Pleasure, Sister Buddy, Savior, Savior, and then Brother Philip Mafagaza will wrap up in prayer for us. Amen.
Jehovah. We thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, during this precious afternoon, O oh God. Heavenly Father, we are such privileged people to hear from above, O oh God. Lord Jesus Christ, the man of God, has set himself aside, Lord. And Heavenly Father, allow the Holy Ghost to speak to us, Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for such grace, Lord. Massa, it's true, Heavenly Father, dear God, that you loved us, O oh God. It's not us who loved you, but it's you who loved us, O oh Father. It's not us who sought you, but it's you who sought us, Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you, mighty God, for your predestination, O oh Father. Mm. Lord Jesus Christ, we know the Holy Spirit is the mother ego. You came, Lord Jesus Christ, looking for us, O oh Father. For us, Lord Jesus Christ, to respond to your call, heaven, Lord Jesus Christ. As you spoke through your word and say, my sheep hear my voice, O God. Yes. Truly, Heavenly Father, we've heard, Lord Jesus Christ, your voice, O Lord, speaking unto us, gracious mighty. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. You wrote our names in the Lamb's book of life, that Father. Is? By your blood, Lord Jesus Christ, that cannot be rubbed by the devil, Lord Jesus Christ. And Heavenly Father, we realize, Lord Jesus Christ, our, the calling of our names, Lord Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, during the opening of the seals, oh God, we just want to thank you, Heavenly Lord Jesus Christ, that you care for us, oh God. Yes. There's nothing that we can point, oh God, to our backgrounds, Lord Jesus Christ. Some are sons of Sangomas, Lord. Some are sons of prostitutes, Lord. Mm. Some are sons and daughters of drunkards, oh Father. Mm. But you still elect us, oh Father, to become sons and daughters of God, Lord Jesus Christ. You ordain us to walk in this way, Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, there's nothing of our effort, Lord, to point to but only grace, O oh Father God. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you. We love you, Lord Jesus Christ, for your grace, O oh Father. Such love, Lord. Such wondrous love, O oh Father. With that God should love a sinner such as Hallelujah. you, O oh Father God. We just want to thank you, Father. We just want to bless your holy name during this afternoon, O oh God. For your amazing growth. Heavenly Father, the one that cares and understand for us, Lord. Even your eyes are watching over us, O oh Father. Lord, Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for your children, Lord. As we are now departing heaven, Lord, help them not to forget, Lord Jesus Christ, that we are sons and daughters of the King, O oh God. Though we bypass our theophan, Lord Jesus Christ, and come to this flesh, Lord, the devil tries to take advantage. But we know, Lord Jesus Christ, we are sons and daughters of God. The devil is a liar of us. Yes. Whatever situation, Lord, that might bring of us towards your children, Lord, we know Heavenly Father is just nothing, O Father. Because, Lord, we are more than able, O Father, and we are more than conquerors, Lord Jesus Christ, through him that loved us, O Father. Yes. So we pray, dear Master, denouncing every effort of the devil. Hallelujah. We commit each under our feet, Lord. May the sick people be healed in the name of Jesus Let Christ. So For them, O Father God, that are looking, Father, Lord Jesus Christ, for finances, oh Father, may just undertake for them, oh yes. God. Different children, different oh, homing situations, oh Father, may undertake for them, oh God. May you give, give hope to the hopeless, heavenly Father. May you stop back the best lighters, Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. We pray, mighty God, for your spirit to take over for your children. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. Oh, Beulalem. Beulalem. God bless you, Rishi. Have a blessed week. Amen. Oh, Beulalem. How many homesick people are in the building? Thank you, Lord Jesus.
time won't matter when we get there. Let's repeat the same stanza. The same stanza, let's repeat.
day that shall be. What a day that shall be. There's coming a day. How many believe there's coming a day?
Yeah.